Good morning, Cherub. Good morning, Heather. Hello and welcome to the Cherub Chats podcast. I'm your host, Guardian Angel and the big sis, Heather. Hello, how are you beautiful little sweet baby cherubs doing today? I'm doing very well, clearly. Um, I wanted to thank you guys for all of the support on the first episode. I am just blown away with y'all's love for me. Okay, here's the thing. I know we love each other. Like, we're in a very serious relationship, right? But I thought, like, our relationship consisted of beauty, fashion, makeup. And then here I come showing you guys my deepest, darkest feelings, emotions, and secrets. And you're like, oh, we like that too. And I was like, I think I'm ready to propose. I think I'm ready to propose. Okay. So no, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I've, I've been in my feels in like very good feels, but then also sad feels. Let's like not even ignore the fact that threads came out speak now and I released that podcast episode so I was basically hit with like all of the emotions of my high school self like trying to cope and navigate the toxic family in this episode we're going to be talking about how I'm an orphan why I'm an orphan toxic family and I'm going to be answering your ask your angels that pertain to family the family dynamics there's questions from the conception of family being an adult and now taking part of another family through marriage so spoiler alert I'm going to be speaking in Spanish in this podcast what the first one is a doozy she wants advice I didn't want to have kids and here I am knocked up and sad about it I can definitely relate I will divulge all that in a little bit. The next one asks, should I listen to my parents and stay close for college or move away and do what I want? And the last one asks, girl, mine's long, but toxic in-laws. And we're going to get into all of that. The first one really caught my attention because I have firsthand experience in what it feels like to be the unwanted child. Yes, my mom was that woman that was like, I should have. Oh, trigger warning, we're going to be talking about just abuse in general, toxic families. So if that does not sound okay to you, please remove yourself, do what you need to do for your mental health. I'm sure we will have more fun and uplifting episodes in the future, but right now I feel like we're getting to know know each other and my history was very dark, very sad. So yes, I was an unwanted child. I was a burden and I was reminded of it every day of my life. I'm going to be going over basically why I left home, how I left home. But before I do that, I want to give a background to my parents because I think it's important to know that in any toxic family, it's just another part of the cycle, right? My parents are just repeating what they had done to them. I think it's important to have grace and a little bit of empathy for them. That doesn't mean we still need to stay in a toxic situation. That just means we understand where they're coming from and we can stop the cycle there. I wanted to read a poem that perfectly depicts this. So this poem is by Vianney Harley. Please excuse me, I'm about to read in Spanish and it's going to be a little bit difficult for me. Uh, The title of the poem is called My Mother's Mother Wounds. My mother's mother wounds is the size of the ocean. I wish I could travel back in time and find her when she was little. Quizá si la hubiese protegido, no me hubiese lastimado como madre. Mamá, si me hubiese conocido de pequeña, ¿crees que nos pudiéramos haber ayudado a ser felices? 
I wish I could know what or who it was that broke my mother's heart. And still, I feel like it wouldn't be enough because her pain is a thread that runs back years before my grandmother was even born. Es un hilo que no vemos, pero igual lastima. Y tú no entiendes que me duela sin importar cuántas veces te lo diga. Porque piensas que el dolor en las familias es amor. No te culpo, pero igual no quiero ser como tú. So, I'm cutting this thread and I'm throwing it away. Al final del mar. En donde nada nuestra tristeza. It doesn't mean I don't love this family, sino todo lo contrario. Hasta aquí llega el dolor. For the first time, I saw the perspective of my mother as a kid and as an injured kid who, just like me, felt betrayed and not protected by the people in her life that should have been doing that. And so after listening to this, I definitely started having compassion and grace for my mom. It doesn't make what she did okay. I'm not actually an orphan. They're both still alive and well today. I just don't talk to them. I cut them off a couple years ago and I will be going over all of that. Both of my parents were undocumented immigrants that left their families and their countries from a very young age. Both of them have mommy or daddy issues or probably both, honestly. So my mom growing up was very, very poor, grew up in San Jose, Costa Rica to pretty much a single mom. She was also abandoned by her father and had a couple male figures in her life who she did not get along with. So already like that disdain for men was kind of put into her. In a similar way, my dad, growing up in El DF, Mexico, left home, left his family. Um, I don't know much about his childhood. I haven't had an adult conversation with him ever in my life. But from what I know, he was abandoned by his mother and his dad is an alcoholic. He took that in and perpetuated that. So when my mom and my dad met here in the States, it was pretty much a recipe for disaster. I don't think a healthy relationship could have come from that, even if both of them wanted to. My mom gets pregnant at 19, obviously very young. She was not in the mindset to have a child. She was in her partying and clubbing phase of life. And suddenly, here comes Heather to ruin the fun. My dad was an alcoholic. He physically abused my mother. Um, to the point where she wasn't convinced that I would be born healthy or at all. So I do admire my mother's strength to be able to leave that relationship and figure it out on her own. Mad respect. I have nothing but respect for her strength, her determination. Like she is an incredible woman in that aspect. But unfortunately, that is not enough for a child to grow up healthy mentally and otherwise. Both very injured mentally and emotionally. Um, and they didn't have very much to offer in that sense. Why I left, I've, I had a very rough, traumatic, abusive childhood. Ever since I was little, my mom made it known that I could have been aborted. I could have been left with other relatives. I could have been anywhere else. Like I should feel so lucky to have her as a parent. And I feel like that resentment, both on her end and my end, never fully allowed us to bond. Even when we thought we would, 
even when I felt like I was close to her or I was in a good place with her, I knew that any at any moment the other shoe could drop and she would start reminding me that I am a burden to her and I don't do anything for her life besides ruin it. On the other end, she also says that I saved her life because if she didn't fall pregnant with me, that she would have continued down this really like party crazy lifestyle and potentially could have gone into worse things. That's kind of a selfish way to think of children. Like, oh, you saved my life. Like, I needed you to stop partying. I feel like if you have children, you should be thinking about the children's life and what you want for them, not what you want for yourself as a result of that child. And that in and of itself, I think, just maybe clues us into her being a little bit of a narcissistic person. I think also along with her being a narcissistic mother, she viewed me as an extension of her. So while I was young and while I was easily controlled, she, you know, was happy to give me all these things and flaunt me around because she was living vicariously through me. You know, people thought I was cute, then people were thinking that she was cute or that she had a good image. And that is a theme throughout my whole life she was all about image all about perception but behind closed doors it was a completely different mom it was literally like Jekyll and Hyde and so that led to a lot of confusion and trust issues obviously I have trust issues and abandonment issues because I've had multiple father figures and a father that have left the picture and my mom also constantly would be like I should just leave you with your dad I touched on the last episode that my therapist suggested that my mother could be bipolar and bipolar disorder BPD is um, put on through stressful situations so her being a struggling single mom and having kids would be her stressor and she was very volatile very up and very down like she when she got mad she was rabid like I don't want to I don't want to dehumanize her by saying she seemed almost like animalistic when she got upset but she would literally foam at the mouth all of her teeth would show her face would turn bright red veins would pop her throat like it just didn't even seem real how angry she would get um and along with that anger came physical abuse from a very young age she would slap me punch me give me bloody noses and one instance i remember it must have been kindergarten or first grade because i i remember walking into this classroom and she either slapped me or punched me so hard that I had a bloody nose that wouldn't stop. And so I had to pretty much have a half day and I went in late to school because obviously I couldn't go in with a bloody nose. And I remember her being like, I am so sorry. That's the thing. She would always be so, it would seem genuine the way that she would feel remorse for what she did. And from a early age, I started feeling guilt for what she would do to me. I felt like it must be my fault for her taking out her aggression. Like, I must be a bad kid. I would constantly be left with welts. Like, I would have her handprint 
everywhere whenever she would slap me and there's this layer of embarrassment or shame even if you don't go out in public just looking in the mirror and seeing somebody's hand print it's just like it's jarring you know and as an adult now I can't imagine taking out so much physical aggression on a child an innocent child there are people who are 30 40 who don't have their life together and so to expect a kid to perform on such a crazy level of perfection is insane and then to take like physical abuse out on them like that is insane i could never look at a kid and be like yeah that's my punching bag she would throw objects at me on one occasion she threw a knife at me she broke a laptop she's broken a phone like when she would get upset she would get upset and there was nothing in her reach that was out of bounds she everything was fair game for her to grab and pull and slap when i got older i remember praying for it to end and not in the way that i would like be suicidal that I would do it to myself but I remember praying to God like please just make it end I I don't want to be here like please make me faint let me hit my head on the floor like just end it and like still to this day when I hear keys at the door I I get anxious because when my mom would come home it would be arguments for hours it would be her yelling and screaming and like whatever was in her way would end up getting chewed up and spit out and when she verbally abused me it was like you're a whore you're a fucking slut you shouldn't even be here like terrible 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 things like you're stupid you're dumb fucking bitch but it was just like on and on and on and every day every day hearing these things and if you listen to the first episode you know oh my god let's calm down if you listen to the first episode you know that i would go over to my best friend's ashley's house every day in middle school and that's when i realized like oh um this isn't normal what i'm experiencing there are parents out there that are so loving so caring and will put their kid first that was such a concept for me my mom always was putting herself first i would be spending holidays alone so she could go out on dates or meet guys or have fun with her friends and I completely think that mothers should be able to have their independent identity, but to prioritize that over a holiday with your kid is a little much. Oh, like parents should be putting their kids first or at the very least like wanting the best for them, loving them, not verbally abusing them. And I think that's when it started to hit me that I it's not okay and I started to kind of talk back not fight back because good lord knows I could not protect myself she was a larger woman and taller than me not by much but she was taller than me um so it never occurred to me to like fight back or even protect myself um and I remember if I did put my hand up she would get so upset she's like let me hate you i didn't see her as this my best friend 
I, I started to see her for what she was, which is an abuser. She was all about her image to other people, to my friends, to my friend's parents. She was all about making herself seem like the young, fun, cool mom. She would talk about boys and fashion and all this stuff. But behind closed doors, it was like, I don't fucking care about your friends. What the fuck do I care about your stupid little friends? They don't do shit for me. And I was like, oh my God, you are, you know what you're doing you know what you're doing um i remember one time this was like later on in high school where my friends got cars i obviously didn't and we went to a restaurant i left my purse there and i asked my mom of course i was super scared to ask my mom to take me to this restaurant to get this thing but i was like hey mom i love my purse could you please go drive me it's 15 minutes away and of course the usual curse me out um tell me that i'm a worthless piece of shit and then no i'm not gonna help you you're shit out of luck like you need to figure it out yourself and i was like what the fuck do i bike there what what do i do and so i got the idea to text a friend who has a car and i was like hey i left my purse here my mom won't help me go get it can you please give me a ride And she read that text and she blew up even worse because she was like, how dare you tell your friends? And it's like, I'm not even telling my friends that you hit me physically or verbally abuse me. I'm just saying you won't help me get the purse. That just goes to show that she was all about her reputation, her image, even to people that she quote unquote doesn't care about. I wanted just to be able to get out. So for me to get a job and start making money and start cracking the window to escaping was so exciting for me and I was so proud of myself. Um, But when I started gaining that independence, I think that's when I flipped from being an extension of her to becoming a complete opposition and an enemy to her. So when I left college and started working and making my own money, I started to get confidence to fight back and argue back and... um, when I started dating Steven, that confidence grew. And I remember I, that was when I was dating Steven, that was the first time that I had grabbed my mom's hand as she was trying to hit me. And I said, don't hit me. And it was like, I had actually hit my mom. That's how she reacted. She was so like, how dare you be so disrespectful? I'm sorry, what? And at the time I felt like I had done something wrong again. But I was like, I cannot take this anymore. I'm a grown ass woman making money on my fucking own, paying for rent that I could just be paying to someone else. Like, don't hit me. Don't touch me. Um, So how I ended up leaving was not even on my own accord. She ended up kicking me out. And it was because I was on a date with my husband, well, my boyfriend. And... At this time, I was working a really physical job. I was always exhausted, so I feel bad for Steven, honestly, because when we were dating, we would go out on dates, but by eight o'clock, I would be so exhausted, so we would go back to his place. I would literally knock out like 10 minutes, 15 minutes into a movie, and I would set an alarm to wake up so that I could drive home and be back by my curfew, which was usually like 12 o'clock or 12.30, something like that. On this particular night, it was daylight savings or fallback, And so I had set the alarm, but it didn't go off. And so I get up to a call. And of course, 
in this time, I would get calls from my mom all the time checking up on me. Where are you? Where are you? You're two minutes late. And I would be like, I'm around the corner. I'm so sorry. So she calls me and she's like, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, I'm at Stevens. And he, she's like, you're late. I'm like, it's not even X amount. Of, it's not even time. Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you're fucking late. I'm so fucking tired of you disrespecting my rules. This is my house. You're going to see. Vas a ver cuando llegues. Vas a ver. And as a Latina, you know what that means. Like, oof. I was like, I'm going to get beat. I'm going to get slammed into the wall. Like, me va a agarrar de las greñas. She's going to pull me by my hair and fucking clean the floor with my face. I got home and she was like, I'm done. You're leaving. You have 30 days to get the fuck out. I don't care what you do. You could be fucking out on the streets. I don't fucking care. You're getting out of here. Suddenly, I I felt like a little bit of a panic, but I felt at peace. Like, I'm free. I started to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I had been looking into rooms or like studios. I still hadn't gotten enough money. As I started to make more money, she would charge me more. She would charge me an extra bill. If I needed a ride from her, she would charge me for gas. She literally like nickel dimed me and made certain basically that I was like stagnant financially. So this was this was my chance to get out and um, I maxed out a card, put all my shit in storage. As I said in the first episode, my best friend's parents were gracious enough to um, let me sleep in their guest room until I was able to figure things out. I was apartment hunting and I remember like it feeling so awkward because I love them. They're my parents, but I, I don't want to tell them like why I'm here. And I was like, oh my God, they probably think that I'm the bad kid because my mom kicked me out. But little do they know, like the whole, my 21 years of existence, 20 years of existence have been like just miserable and so painful and heavy. Of course, I'm not going to unload all that onto them. But yeah, my husband ended up proposing and we got married. We moved in together and everything fell into place. But it was really scary but it was also freeing at the same time. And it's like the habit that I knew was getting yelled at, getting physically abused, being shamed, being told that I'm worthless for leaving dishes in the sink. And although I wanted to escape, although I wanted to leave, I didn't know what that would be like. I didn't know what having roommates would be like. So instead of doing something I didn't know, I stayed in the known. But literally, as soon as she kicked me out, it was like the floodgates of blessings started opening up. Blessing after blessing, person after person started showing up with love and support for me. My coworkers, my friends, they were all so supportive of me. Like, if you need a couch, you can take my couch. If you need someone, I think I know someone who has a room for rent. Like, everyone was trying to come together to really support me through this really difficult time. Although I was really sad, I was overwhelmed with happiness and I felt so thankful and blessful that blessed that even though, you know, the person that birthed me and helped keep me alive for 20 plus years didn't love me, these people did and they didn't even know me. And that's again how I felt towards Steven's parents because was kicked out on Thanksgiving and for Christmas they flew me out for literally a day and a half so that I wouldn't spend Christmas alone. The fact that two people who had met me literally a couple of times were willing to make room 
in their living room and in their house so that I wouldn't be alone. Just it really cemented the fact that my mom didn't love me. I'm worthy of love though. And it was such a stark difference, you know, of people who love unconditionally and someone who loves it very conditionally. Um, So I know in this week's questions, nobody asked about like tips on how to leave a toxic household, but I have had that asked in the past. So I want to go over that. Um, Definitely have a strong support system, friends, family friends, even like if you can get really close to um, your friend's family. And to me, my best friend's mom is mom. Like I call her mom. And to me, my husband's mom is my mom. You know, move in silence. Don't tell your family what you're doing, especially if like it's a a situation like mine where you have to get out of a physically abusive situation. You don't want them to know where you're going because they could follow you. They could continue perpetuating abuse or they could somehow manipulate you um don't be afraid to get into short-term debt like i said i maxed out a credit card to get my stuff into storage and to start applying to places block and remove yourself from common areas or common groups um like social media or like going to a certain church and also obviously block their numbers because the less contact you have the easier it is just to cut off trust me i did the thing where i was like talking to my mom here and there and at times i was like oh my god like i have a mom now and at times i was like oh shit she's overstepping her boundaries again i i see the mask slipping get excited for a life with no abuse and let that be your motivation to keep going i know it can be really easy to slip into sadness and depression after cutting off your family Um, but look at what you're gaining, not what you're losing, because to be frank, like what you're losing is toxic pain. So that's the story. That's the story. I wish it was a fucking story. That's my life. And that's how I left a toxic family. Referencing back to the, the ask your angels questions, like I didn't want to be a mom and here I am knocked up. There are options. Okay. Um, please take it from me as a kid of someone who did not want to have a kid your baby is going to feel your feelings it's going to alter the way that you treat your child if not immediately years down the line there is going to be some sort of resentment there if that's truly how you feel there are options depending on what state you are in there are options to take care of that whether it be you know or you could give a child up for adoption there are plenty of families out there that want kids so bad they're unable to conceive or they've tried and they have failed and they have open hearts and arms and homes to give a child a good life i personally would go about other ways i wouldn't just have a child and force yourself to love it because sure could you love a baby yeah of course it's half of you but there's going to be struggles and at some point you're going to be like fuck you i resent you you took xyz from me i never wanted this i wasn't prepared for it i'm so sorry that you're going through that i'm sure that is a very difficult situation to deal with so one of our cherubs suggested get a blank 
you don't have to go through with this no matter what anyone says and I completely agree it is your body your choice your life should be what you want to make of it and even if you fall pregnant there are solutions for that there are enough babies in this world honestly but it's your body your choice and clearly you don't want something so why do you have to continue with it to the people that are saying like oh babies are a blessing i have to deal with so much pain because of a decision that my mom decided to go through and someone said don't be sad about having a baby they are blessings they are if you're ready for that blessing if you're not in the right headspace i don't think it would be the best situation could you end up having the baby keeping the baby and being happy sure you can make the best out of any situation but should you have to and should the baby have to be the consequence of that i really wish you the best i hope that you can handle this and i hope that you have the support system around you to be able to properly deal with the situation okay the next cherub said should i listen to my parents and stay close for college or move away and do what i want so I personally think that you should move away. College is a time where most kids are moving away. If it's not to go to college, it's moving out of the city that they were growing up in to pursue a career or a job and like get into the workplace, right? And if you stay close to home, I've seen it firsthand, you rely on your family a little too much. You come home every day for dinner to get their laundry done and it's like, then you're not doing the grown-up things that you need to be practicing right now because in four years when you graduate college everyone will have been practicing being an adult and easing their way into the adult life whereas you didn't have that practice right so in my opinion I think you should take advantage this is basically like the training wheels of life you get some grace you get some practice and in college if you don't know how to fucking do your laundry properly or cook for yourself nobody really judges you for it but if you're in the workforce and you don't know how to do those things like it's like hey come on you're an adult get your shit together parents should feel confident enough that they raised you properly for you to make your own decisions according to a moral compass right but let's see what the cherubs say going to college in the long run finances impact you the most so you decide what's best for you that is a great point if you're paying for this yourself, either way, you're gonna be paying for it. So I feel like, I mean, maybe don't take my advice because I literally got into debt to get out of my toxic household. But if you're gonna get into debt anyways, you might as well do what you what you want instead of paying for debt and then also having a miserable four years. I'm not saying your family, listen, I'm judging off of my experiences and I was miserable at home, so. Do what you want for college. You can always transfer home if you need to, but go. I completely agree. But also, the first year is going to be hard for everyone. Whether you're ready to leave home or you're hesitant, the first year is going to be hard. You're going to miss the comforts. You're going to miss your family. You're going to miss even the things that are in your hometown. But these are growing pains. These are necessary. And if it doesn't happen in the first year of college, it's going to happen eventually when you move away. And so it's better to do it while the people in your age group are also experiencing you have people to talk about it with you have shoulders to cry on someone said move away 
experience as much as you can now. I completely agree. Absolutely move for college. You can move back home after visit for the holidays, FaceTime. Oh my God, yes. I forgot that people visit for the holidays. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah, move away. And that's the thing, like if you stay close to home, you're gonna have your family, but your friends will all be gone to college. So it's not gonna be the same as if you stayed home and everything was normal, you know? But if you move away for college, and you come and visit for the holidays and summers and all that, your friends will likely be following a similar visiting pattern. And so you'll have the comfort of having your family and your friends at the same time. Another person said, move away, go experience life, move away. So they'll never wonder what if. It'll be hard at first, but definitely a learning experience. Someone says, although it's hard to say, accept your parents' help, put the pride away, they love you. I would say that if it's a significant financial difference between staying home and going away to college, and if you think it's going to give you a leg up uh, versus other people that left for school, take that into account. But honestly, you're going to be paying for school for a long time. Like You might as well just go live your life, do what you want to do, get the full experience. Imagine going to college and just getting the boring part of it. You might as well go and have the social experience. And the last one says, move away. Independent era is truly the best. Do what makes you happy, even if it's scary. And I can tell you firsthand, when I left home, blessings started flooding in. I just felt so much love and I was able to build a family outside of my family. If I could have left home at 18, I would have been out the door, packed, ready to go, okay? And the last one is regarding in-laws. Now, I am blessed with amazing in-laws. They're so sweet. Um, But I did, even with amazing in-laws, it is semi-difficult to balance everyone's needs, right? Because your in-laws probably think of your husband or, you know, whatever gender as their kids still. And they wish they could spend every waking moment with them. I'm sure they just want to have all the time, but it's like, you guys are the family unit, the main family unit now. So the priorities are within your nuclear family now. Whether you have kids or no kids, the priority should be within your marriage, right? Understand what it is that you want and how you feel about it. Figure out your emotions and then communicate it to your significant other. I personally would have my significant other communicate what the end goal is with our in-laws. I feel like having a serious conversation with your in-laws about boundaries is kind of like hitting someone else's kid. You don't do that. You don't reprimand someone else's kid. Can you talk to them? Sure. But to go that extra mile and cross that boundary, that's like not your place in my opinion. Unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about like catty comments. Um, Maybe just nip it in the bud when it happens. Like, what do you mean by that? I was blessed, but my in-laws did move like two minutes away from where my husband and I bought our first house. So we were spending a lot of time together. Pretty much whenever my husband was off, we would be with them or they would want to see us. It was a lot. So eventually I had to tell my husband like, hey, I think we should set a boundary for a certain amount of time that we see them per week. If you want to keep seeing them, that's great. I'm going to hold back. Just set a healthy boundary. It doesn't have to lead to anywhere toxic but maybe you are already somewhere toxic 
Okay, and here's what the cherubs had to say. I have toxic in-laws too. They try so hard to get a response, but I stay unbothered. Basically ignore it. If they're being toxic, maybe it's because they don't like you. And if they don't like you, they probably want your spouse to also see you in that light. And if you start reacting to them or being disrespectful back, they can be like, oh, see, your wife is not what you think she is. So I would say keep it classy, don't overreact. And I completely agree with her. Toxic in-laws are manipulative because they want control, need a game plan with your SO. Definitely, I would say the only person who you should be fully and 100% open with how you're feeling is your husband or your significant other. At least for me, I feel like my husband is my best friend. Like if you're telling me cheese mint, my husband knows. Like my husband knows everything, how I'm feeling. And whenever I had the situation, I made sure that I spoke about the boundaries with him because he will then help me move forward with keeping the boundaries in place. I think there should be a layer of respect there, even if it's only on your behalf towards them. But don't be afraid to be like, what did you mean by that? I would appreciate it if you didn't say that. Stay away from the in-laws, trust. I don't know what she means by that, but I'm gonna take it like don't mess with them as in don't get too involved, just keep it cordial if you feel like they're toxic. If I was feeling some type of way, I would make sure that my husband kind of threw it out there like, hey, she doesn't appreciate when you do this. And it looks like that is everyone's responses. I know that like maybe my experiences didn't exactly align with the questions and the advice, but I definitely wanted to give you guys the, the background on how I'm an orphan. I say it all the time, you guys always ask, and I think it's an important episode to put out there. I feel like definitely a lot of people have unfortunately experienced this. Some people are in the middle of it, and I hope like my quick little tips helped. And just know that there is an end, and it doesn't have to be a tragic one. You know, like you will get through this. I love you. I believe in you. Your future is so bright, especially if you had a really sad, tragic start. Like it can only go up from here, right? And that's truly how I feel. Like the second I left home, I felt like just the steps to where I've I've gotten today have just been lining up and it's been a gradual up since I walked out of the door. Cutting my mom off best thing I've ever done. I have peace in the in the aspect that I don't have to deal with her volatile emotions anymore. I just now have to deal with healing and processing what I went through, which I feel like is happening through this podcast because it's bringing it up. I can't shove it down and I'm journaling and I'm listening to books and I just feel like it's helping a ton. So if you can also get a therapist, talk to a friend, reach out to someone who maybe knows what you're going through it really is such a healing moment i think a lot of the pain comes from feeling shame and keeping it a secret which is how i felt for so long i know this was a heavy one i promise next week will be more fun and flirty we're gonna be talking about dating i'm excited to get a little lighter on the topics honestly i'm tired of crying i hope this format works let me know what your feedback is on this format oh also how are we liking the mic i got a new mic she was an investment okay because i care about your little ears thank you guys so much for listening and i love you guys you guys are never alone when you're part of the cherub club so join follow me on instagram tiktok 
YouTube. If you want to participate in the next week's Ask Your Angels, definitely follow me on Instagram. On Mondays, I post the poll where you guys can submit your dilemmas. But as always, you can submit your dilemma at any time to the Cherub Chats pod Instagram. Just like that, we hit number two under our belt. Okay, anyways, I love you. Bye.